Seems as though this is getting more and more real. Justin Fields potentially in line to be a strong candidate to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's it mean from a fantasy perspective? Can it even be good with Arthur Smith as the OC in Pittsburgh? Can Tomlin get the most out of Justin Fields? Would George Pickens be phenomenal or be Drake London? The thing about this Arthur Smith situation is he's not the head coach. Um, also, Ritter was garbage. Fields is not. Not saying I love Arthur Smith at all, but we'll have to talk about at what point are we okay with Fields? At what point are we okay with Pickens? At what point are we okay with Najee? At what point are we okay with the Pittsburgh Steelers if they've got Justin Fields? I think it's an upgrade, no doubt about it. I don't think adding Arthur Smith was the right move. I might be really excited about Fields in Pittsburgh had they brought in an OC, a very offensive-minded OC that, that, that meets my criteria for being a, an absolute monster. That's not Arthur Smith, though. I know Arthur Smith has had some decent history in his past in terms of running the football, but this is not that guy. Um, I, I don't like him here. I don't, I don't like Fields here more than I like him. I like him way more in Atlanta. Um, but we'll break this down and more. Got a bunch of other news to talk about. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Fields to the Pittsburgh Steelers could be, it could be worse. It could be worse, ladies and gentlemen. And my, might I say this? I don't know that him in Chicago is any better. I, I think I'd rather have Fields in Pittsburgh than I would Chicago. I don't believe Chicago... I mean, they brought in this OC from Seattle that I absolutely don't believe in. And not to mention, I don't believe in him grooming and getting Fields right. And, and, and right-sized. I don't feel like he's going to groom and help mature and, and nurture a Caleb Williams who is, in my opinion, a quarterback that has a whole lot to worry about. You have, you have a lot of concerns with Caleb if he goes into a bad environment. Not to mention, there's a lot of people that say he doesn't want to play for the Chicago Bears. His attitude already is going to be you know, you know, know, garbage in terms of playing for this team. I, I think if the Chicago Bears trade Justin Fields... Ryan Poles is proving to make a grave mistake. A grave mistake. Keeping Fields is probably the smartest move, but under this OC, it might fail too. So it's kind of like uh, you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't if you're Ryan Poles now because you put yourself in that position by bringing in not the right offensive coordinator. You don't have a monster offensive coordinator. You brought in a coordinator from Seattle that, that doesn't have a whole lot of upside and experience to take this man and turn him into a monster. And he is certainly, I think, ill-equipped to come in and and operate the Chicago Bear offense with with uh, Caleb Williams, a rookie that has a, that's a, that needs a lot of work. I, I don't like this at all. From any side, Chicago, I don't like it. I don't like the landing spot for Fields. I don't like the landing spot for Caleb. I don't like the landing spot for anybody. 
Even if JD5 went there, I'd be sick to my stomach because JD5 has so much ability. Jaden Daniels, for those that don't know who I'm talking about, the next Lamar Jackson, JD5. If he went to Chicago, I'd be upset. I, I almost kind of hope Caleb goes to, to Chicago because he's the one quarterback I don't I don't know about. If, if Caleb goes number two over, overall to Washington, I'm going to have a lot more excite, excitement around Caleb because I, I trust this Washington commander tripod that we got going on. I trust the tripod. I'm putting my faith in Adam Peters, in Cliff Kingsbury, and Dan Quinn, this absolutely glorious tripod. Whatever quarterback they get, I'm, I'm in. Because Kingsbury's going to make it happen. Now, Kingsbury likes Caleb. And if Kingsbury brings Caleb in, I, I, like I said, I'd be happier if it was Fields. I'd be happier if it was JD5. Uh, I'd be much happier. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm in to a degree no matter what happens in Washington. Chicago, I just feel like I want the worst possible scenario to end up in Chicago. Let's throw it at C Caleb. Because he's a project, and that way no one else gets damaged. No one else gets ruined. JD5 doesn't get held back at all. Now, Fields going to Pittsburgh has its, its, its downsides for sure, but it also has some upsides. Pickens is a phenomenal wide receiver. He's one of the top five to seven wide receivers in the league talent-wise, like physical specimen. No one's saying he's top five. No one's saying he's going to be top five. In, in some ways, I kind of fear like, I don't want to say Kadarius Tony because because Pickens is obviously ten times the physical talent, but it's like, are we gonna see him unravel? Because we we've seen him unravel already. Scrubs is social. Like, what the hell is going on with with George Pickens? George Pickens is off his rocker sometimes, and imagine what he's gonna do if Arthur Smith doesn't game plan around him. Imagine if Arthur Smith is like, we're going to run, run, run with three different running backs and get excited for whoever's the third running back in Pittsburgh on opening day, whoever's decided to be, because that might be the guy that gets all the work. But if you think Pickens isn't going to potentially unravel and have a problem with the usage, his usage, the workflow, the, the actual offense, and how everything flows, if you don't think he's going to put up a fuss over Arthur Smith's usage of him, you got another thing coming. However, there's pros and cons here. The pros, again, are that Fields is 10 times the quarterback that Ritter was. 100 times the quarterback that Ritter was. Also, Arthur Smith is not the head coach. Tomlin, who you could say is, is questionable right now in a lot of people's minds. Can he get it done? He can win regular season games, but does he have the ability to put together a team that can march through a playoff and win hard-nosed playoff games? We don't know the answer to that, but he hasn't had a good quarterback in some time. Fields is a good quarterback. Fields could, I think, potentially work around the Arthur Smith is offensive coordinator Tomlin is head coach situation better than anybody else could and I I don't know that I draft him as my starting quarterback in fantasy when I've got all these other plethora of options like Joe Burrow in round six seven I don't know that you'll find me drafting him a lot but I don't mind him in this situation for Pickens for Najee potentially not going near the tight ends 
uh, Arthur Smith doesn't use the tight end position. He hates the tight end position. In fact, if you talk about it, he'll throw to the tight end less. You ask him questions about it, he'll say, you know what? No tight end receptions for two weeks now. Arthur Smith is just an absolute head-scratching marvel when it comes to idiocy. And I don't love this situation. I don't love it. No one loves it. Is it better than Chicago? Maybe. And if you're a Steelers fan, I know Ron's in here. And he he doesn't want this at all, Ron. This is your best shot. Like you know, I I I, I think n- not saying you don't want to see Fields go excel elsewhere, but let's pretend that's not even a conversation. You can't control it. If he's on, if he's on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster, your team is going to be better. I like Fields a lot. I think Fields will be way better and get way more production. And it, it, it out of out of this offense than than pick than pick it or anybody could, and so if this team can make the playoffs, if they can maybe even win their division, it's certainly possible with Fields. They can certainly march through at least another round potentially. I'm not saying this is a Super Bowl contending team, but you throw Fields on it, it's better. The the the, the problem is Arthur Smith, like. Like I said, had Tomlin brought Fields in, and this is not official yet or anything, but had Fields been brought in and you had Kingsbury, you had uh, Zach Robinson, you had somebody else that, that had a little bit more experience with quarterbacks doing well, should I say, having a, a monster potential passing it. Like, you, you lured Ben Johnson over, you know, he went to Washington, decided to go back to Detroit, but like maybe he would have been available had you you pushed hard for it. Zach Robinson was supposed to come interview. I don't even know if he made the interview, to be honest. Um, I forget if he did or not, because he was already going to to, to Atlanta. We knew that was a shoe in. Zach Robinson is one of the sneakiest offensive coordinator lands out of any team this offseason. Zach Robinson, who orchestrated helped architect that Rams passing attack, now gets to go over and turn Drake London into a freaking Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Look at him! Look at him! Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. Loads dropping and spinning very aimlessly in space. Um, My final thoughts here, and, and let me read the news. I haven't even read the news on it yet. If anybody hasn't seen this, uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin is a big fan of Justin Fields. And we know that this rumor is circulating. And the Steelers appear set to finally upgrade their quarterback, says NBC Sports, under new offensive coordinator Arthur. Sorry. Under new off. Under new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. And, and the Bears seem ready to move on from Fields and take a quarterback with the first pick in the NFL draft. We already, already know it's going to probably be Caleb, unless something crazy happens and crazy things do happen. All I can tell you is this. It's an upgrade for Pittsburgh. You already have Arthur Smith. You can't change that. Your coach made that decision. Your coach, Tomlin, this marvel of a man, this... Never has a losing season. He's so great. Uh, He's the one that made the decision to bring in Arthur Smith. That's on Tomlin. That's on Tomlin. 
that's already done. So now what do you do from here? Is it Pickett and and uh, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Or do you bring in a guy like Justin Fields and you take your shot? And you can get rid of Arthur Smith in a year if it doesn't work out. This guy goes, I'm going to go ahead and run my, my third fullback at the goal line instead of Najee Harris. Get ready for it, by the way. Just get, if you're a Najee Harris fan, good, good riddance. Good riddance for any consistency from a run game. Because you're gonna, you're just gonna have a, a running back by a committee. It's gonna be awful. But um, now w- watch him run one running back. Now watch him just run Najee. Watch him now just say, forget it. I want to go one running back platoon. <laughs> I don't. I, I no longer want the platoon. I want to go one solo RB. And we're we're sitting here just punching the ceiling. You know, punching the air. If you are a Steeler fan, this is good news. It's an upgrade. Going in with Arthur Smith and Pickett is not as good. That's Ritter. Pickett and Ritter are the same. Until Pickett can prove it, that's what it is. You rather go with Pickett and Arthur Smith or Fields and Arthur Smith? A guy that can off script get things done? Absolutely. Arthur Smith can dial up this and dial up that. This man gets to kind of overrule and override you know, because he's the commander-in-chief on the field. So I think it can work out. I think this is actually not the worst thing in the world. Not to mention, this is your long-term investment. You go get fields. Arthur Smith might be plug-and-play in one year, maybe two years, and out. And then you are left over with at least what you... You know, may, may, maybe Arthur Smith and Tomlin are gone next year. Maybe they, they crap the bed so hard they're gone... Fields is committed to, you bring in a new staff that goes, look, I can take this, turn it around, cultivate it, mold it, sculpt it, and do it live. That's kind of what you're hoping maybe happens if you're a Steeler fan, right? Uh, If it doesn't work out, if Fields doesn't end up blowing up and having a a big-time season, this is what we love to hear. Let's go back to Atlanta where Arthur Smith did so much damage. Kyle Pitts, Falcons offensive coordinator, the mastermind I just talked about, named Zach Robinson, this absolute marvel of a man that we're sending to the moon, and we'll send him to Saturn as well. This marvel of an offensive coordinating man, Zach Robinson, said Kyle Pitts and Bijan have versatility. Formational versatility. These guys, you can put them all over the place. You can throw to Bijan. Remember Bijan in the offseason when we all thought he was going to be a top one to three running back, which I don't think we were wrong talent-wise. We were just wrong and stupid and misled when it came to what Arthur Smith thought. But honestly, all we saw was Bijan catching touchdowns. Every highlight touchdown in the preseason was a Bijan one-handed catch. So I think it's going to be phenomenal to see a coach that knows how to throw the damn ball in, in Zach Robinson. This guy made Kyron Williams a straight-up monster. And if he's used to using one running back in his offenses, he's architecting passing attacks because that's what Zach Robinson was, a QB coordinator, uh, a QB mastermind. And if he's in there architecting a lot of one running back type of, of stuff and content for his Kyron Williams situation... He was used to one running back. You can bet damn sure that the guy he keeps talking up, Bijan, this is not the first time he's talked him up, he's going to use Bijan. He's going to use him all over the field. Bijan might be running back one this year. We might finally see what we thought we'd see last year 
in Bijan now that we have a glorious Zach Robinson offensive coordinator in motion in Atlanta. And Kyle Pitts, man, nick of time. Because guess what? Cobwebs start piling up on a player when they're they're unused for, for years. You know, you can't really recover at a certain point, And I believe we're at the tipping point right now. I hope we're not too late. But Kyle Pitts, he could go to the moon. He could be a top five tight end this year. Kyle Pitts is going well outside of the top five tight end. So he's a value, no doubt about it. Even if people see him coming, even if people are like, this looks like it could be perfect fit. He still, he falls by default. Uh, B. John Robinson's going around. I think we got the uh, the board right here. This is ADP data. B. John Robinson. Actually, this is just a random draft, but the ADP data very much matches it because this is a, a real life draft. B. John went six. B. John Robinson could finish one or two or three overall for all players. This is actually good value. This is actually a steal when you look at it. Kyle Pitts, B. John to the freaking moon. Kyle the Pitts moon. and B. John to saturn and we're doing it live why because guess what guess who's a saturn man Bijan robinson the saturn men one small step from look man, at him giant leap for saturn. saturn spaceman spaceman indeed Hi, my name is B. John Robinson. I like long walks on the beach. And, well, I also like scoring touchdowns. Absolutely phenomenal. JFAR says, uh, Smitty, you think you're too high in Atlanta? They don't have a QB. Uh, JFAR, they're going to go straight into the season without a quarterback is what their plan is. Zach, Zach Robinson, who's created a, a Pukunakua, Cooper Cup, and, and uh, Nazi Stafford offense, is going to walk in without trying to solve the quarterback situation, JFAR. This is, uh, JFAR, you got to think ahead of the curve here. Scared money don't make money. Okay? They've got the number... Eight overall pick, my my guy. Wrong button. Although you could go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. I won't get mad. Bold predictions, rankings. They got the number eight overall pick, JFAR. Scared money don't make money, son. Do it live. Uh, appreciate you anyway. Kyle Pitts, there we go. Cliff Kingsbury. Got, we, we got some of the same topics. I love it. They're overlapping. We're talking about Kingsbury. We're talking about Washington. We're talking. I love the hate. I love the hate. I love that people hate Kingsbury. Bring it. Bring it. Talk your trash. Talk your trash about Kingsbury. From fandom, whatever standpoint you're talking it from. Running your mouth from a, oh, Kingsbury, he's trash. I'm a Seahawks fan. Or I'm a Niner fan. Or I'm a Rams fan. Love my Rams fans, by the way. But, oh, Kingsbury, he's trash. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Offensive mastermind. Coach, uh, 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 what, four Heisman Trophy winners and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh, uh, had absolute record-breaking stats offensively, uh, record, record books. This guy lives in them. College football. Like, come on, bro. Get out of here with the Kingsbury hate. Kingsbury is absolutely glorious. Oh, what, what are we here for? Let me read the news. Washington Post reports Commanders OC Cliff Kingsbury will have full control 
of the offense, the team's offense in 2024. You love to mother freaking hear it. You love to hear it. Woo! Where's my Where's my boss horn uh Um Keep keep the tra keep the trash talk coming about Clint Cliff Kingsbury. Tell everybody. Tell everybody, please. Tell everybody. And it's always it's always Niner. Here we go. It's always Niner. The Niner logos. It's anybody interdivision uh, talking trash about Kingsbury. Oh, Cliff has an accomplished. Yeah, sure, Niners. Um, take a look at take a look at some stats that involve Cliff King Kingsbury. Cardinals were the best team in football. The year it did unravel injuries, a lot of things struck, but through the first eight games of the season. There was no better team than the Arizona Cardinals. His air attacks are not comparable to anybody else's. This guy is an absolute yardage machine. Coach Caleb Williams last year as his QB coach. That's why he loves Caleb and is linked to Caleb so much. Coach four Heisman Trophy quarterbacks. Coach Patrick Mahomes has stats and records that, 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 that most OCs don't even have an ability to cite, sniff, or talk about from college football to bring over to the conversation. Like, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. It, it's hilarious. I love it. I love the Kingsbury hate because it comes from no place of, of, no offense, Niners, but it comes from no place of knowledge. It comes from a place of fandom and and and, uh, and controversy or, or from a, a place of fandom hatred toward a different team it's geared in that if kingsbury came over to your niners and became your new oc you would be loving him you'd be talking him up you'd be acting like he was the greatest thing in the world um where Mondre stevenson said he wants to be the featured back in the patriots offense in 2024 and let me tell you something this guy has potential uh bounce back i was just gonna say breakout bounce back written all over him he is a glorious pick in 2024. Glorious pick. He's fallen really late. In fact, before I hit the... Actually, let's give him a mashed potato. Let's give him a Stevenson, do it live, Stevenson. Do it live. Do it live. Uh, Stevenson, let's see where he went in this draft right here. Let's see. Uh, green name, Ramondre. Look for him, look for him. ETN, I'm just going down the board here. He didn't get drafted yet. <laughs> He's still on the board. Stevenson's not even a six-round pick. Am I missing it? Can someone tell me if I'm missing Stevenson's name? Uh, Kamara, Tajay Spears, Henry, Monty, Nick Chubb. You see what I'm saying? Absolute steal of, uh, uh, of the later rounds. Stevenson could be an absolute monster bounce back. He's not even on the in the top six rounds. <laughs> He's going to be a steal. I love Stevenson. I love him this year. I think he's a fantastic pick. Do it live. Uh, go ahead and, and, and hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. We've got 106 people in here and only 39 of you have wiped your feet at the front door. Punch that thumb up button. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Hit it. Hit it. Do it live. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Stevenson, for your contribute. Your, uh, your contributing to the 2024 Bounce Back uh, Club. Uh, Gino Smith. Adam Schefter reports the Seahawks have informed. Gino. Hey, Gino. 
we would like to have you on the roster in 2024. There was some thoughts that maybe they would potentially move on and try and figure something out, but they decided to keep him. And uh, as far as like the, the money goes and everything, it does kind of put him in a position to start. Even if they drafted Penix Jr., it's very, very possible they could draft Penix Jr., uh, no doubt about it, because Penix Jr. is going to be paired up with, with his or his uh, offensive coordinator from Washington. He came over to be the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, which is fantastic news. Um, and so you got to get really excited about what could end up happening on draft day if potentially this team drafts Penix Jr., which honestly I, I think is going to happen. Um, let me see if I can find this news real quick, if I can pull it up, but it's the one talking about that. If I can't, I'll just tell you, recite it from memory, but um, yeah, I can't, I, I can't, it's not on my phone right now, but Ryan Grubb, offensive coordinator, this is the news, Ryan Grubb, offensive coordinator from Washington, who coach Michael Penix, obviously, is now the offensive coordinator in Seattle, okay, so you can connect the dots yourself, they've got the 16 overall pick, that's about where Penix Jr. could go, maybe early, if he has a if he has a good pro day, if he starts climbing the ranks, he could go anywhere in this territory here. A lot of QB needy teams from maybe Minnesota, Denver, LV. Um, they say they want to go with O'Connell, but don't don't buy all the smoke. Uh, some of the the positive stuff is smoke too. New Orleans, uh, Seattle, Atlanta. These are all teams that are QB needy. Um, Pittsburgh, but they might go after Fields. Um, uh, Miami should be QB needy. They just don't know the difference between a good quarterback and not. So I, I don't know what, what's going to go on. I like I like, I like like the way Tua can score, but I don't really and never have loved Tua for this team when there are better options that could also be amplified and made well, playing well. Uh, I, I do like Miami's system for really anybody. I think whoever's there is going to have success, but and I think Tua, even if he plays there again, will have some good and bad, obviously, but there's a lot of upside for him. I just don't want him to be the guy. I want somebody that has even more upside than Tua to get into this situation here. Penix Jr. would be great. Justin Fields would be great. If I was Miami, I would trade for Justin Fields in a heartbeat. I don't know why Miami Mike is not looking into that. Maybe he is. Maybe he will. Uh, Seattle right here. Penix Jr., this would be a remarkable remarkable draft selection and but this right here you know keeping Gino paying him as much as they're paying him it does make it likely he could kick off the year as the starter and then he'll be on a short leash and if Penix Jr. is there then you can you can bet your bottom dollar um that Ryan Grubb is going to potentially just make this move you know and swap him out put Penix Jr. in there will be a very short leash on Gino if Penix is in Seattle with his offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb uh, that is the news. Uh, we got Red on the phone. Red, you're live. What can I do for you, Red? What's going on, brother? Checking in with you. How you doing? I'm good, bro. What can I do for you? Yeah, bro. What are you thinking that old Bowers is going to go? You think first round or you thinking second? Bowers? And who do you think is going to take him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to take him? Man, I'd love, I'd love uh, the Chargers to take him at five. Probably a little early, but could happen. I would love for a team to trade up and get him, you know, versus like have to force him into some of these spots. I, I think Indianapolis would be absolutely phenomenal. I think, um, you know, New York would be interesting, but you know, then what happens when a Rod's gone or if he gets hurt or something? But that it's an interesting landing spot. I mean, a Rod, a Rod has made you know some tight ends pretty successful, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be crazy. 
I think Tennessee would be a nightmare. Uh, not a nightmare, but not my favorite spot. I, I don't love Levis. Levis could prove me wrong. I'm not saying he's a total bust. I just don't know how I feel about him. Uh, New York, I don't love Danny Dimes whatsoever. Arizona's not going to take him that high unless they trade it down or something like that. And I don't, they got McBride, so they're not taking him anyway. Um, New England's not taking him unless they traded down, and I don't think they would do that. Washington, no. So, like, it, it, uh, I'm just trying to think trade downs. Arizona's got the second best tight end in, in football in McBride. McBride's a Mars man. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. So, I don't know. Um, it's tough to say. I prob- I'd probably put him, if I had to put him somewhere right now, I'd say... If I could... my What I want is different than what I think happens. I see the Chargers. I love to see Herbert have a, a, a solid tight end option like Bowers that's pretty good um man uh the what bang- do you think about the, McCarthy the Bengals would be good can you imagine Bowers with the Bengals that would be phenomenal I think uh Houston would be interesting They, I think they bring Schultz back but Houston would be interesting but all these teams would have to move up as far as like who's in place right now, the only landing spot I absolutely love for Bowers, like absolutely love, is Indy and the Chargers. That's it. So it's a tricky thing. Bowers is a tricky player because he he's not he's in kind of like a field of landmines, you know, in a, in a way. Uh, what was your other question? We did about McConkey. He really showed out on, on that uh, senior day. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I got my rookie content brewing. I, I've been I've been dialing it up, so I know everyone's been waiting for it. I've been a little behind on it, but I mean it's still February. But good, yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like McConkey. He's pretty good. Um, we'll see where he goes. I think a lot of people are. You what? I think it'll be a good fit for him. I'm thinking either uh, either the Chargers or maybe uh, maybe him in Baltimore. Just because of his route running. Yeah, I think he can be good in Baltimore. Everybody wants him to be Puka Nakua so bad, though. Everybody wants everybody to be Puka Nakua. We just got to be a little careful to, to expect, you know, there to ever be another Puka Nakua. It's going to be very, very rare that ever happens. But everybody wants him to be, to be in this draft. Everybody's got their Puka Nakua this year. There is no Puka Nakua. That's a, that's a once-in-a-near-lifetime type of situation. Um. Well, the right offset, you know, he could he could also be looking to go with his route running ability as well. Like he has to maybe, be, I mean, maybe he has to get hands on him. Yeah, but I I think you I think people shouldn't use Puka. I think it should be like, is this the next? You know, I don't know. Like you don't even have to necessarily find somebody with that story. But like if if you look at uh, let me just look at this draft board here from, from this draft. But like people are expecting Puka Nakua. It's not going to happen. Like Puka's, uh, um, Puka's going at ten overall. You know, like look at this draft; he's going ten overall. This isn't. It's not going to happen again. But what what I would say is like, could he become the next? Um, I mean, just looking around, like Jaden Reed. You know, like could he be that? Could he be that yeah. good? You know, could he be? And Jaden Reed's going to go around five. That's really high. You know, I I don't think McConkey's ever going to be a first, second, or third round player. I'm just telling you that right now. But. Who knows? I mean, P- Puka was probably not thought to be that way, but I just think people are just trying to tie everything to Puka. It's not going to happen. It's going to be so rare that that happens. 
Every once in a while, a receiver comes out. Like, I'll give you an example, like Marcus Colston for the Saints back in the day. He was very much out of nowhere. Um, became an elite player. Victor Cruz. Um, these are players that I predicted on on CBS Sports Radio to be monster breakouts. I, Victor Cruz. Nobody knew who he was. He was in my top ten bold predictions. You know my my Moon Men and Mars Men on my website. They were the bold predictions, and I actually used one of them on Victor Cruz. Everyone's like, who the hell is Victor Cruz? And he had an unbelievable career and breakout year. So they, they come around. They come around for sure. I'll let you know who I think is the well, best shot to be the next Puka Nakua. I'll do a video on it, but I can tell you right now in the video, we're going to say temper your expectations because it won't be quite Puka. But who could be the closest thing to Puka Nakua? We'll, we'll, we'll hit well, that. Well, who he reminds me of, honestly, is like a mixture between, like, a, he, he's like a shorter A.J. Green, but also uh, he's kind of like a mix between, like, uh, Julian Edelman and A.J. Green. Yeah, he's, he's like, good. He's route. good. He's definitely good. I, I definitely like Mokonki a lot. He's He's got a lot of upside. A lot of upside. Um, you know, where does he rank amongst the wide receivers? He's probably, I would say, between, like, six, uh, five, maybe five and, and seven, five and eight. You got Mitchell, you got Franklin, you got Coleman, you've got Thomas Jr., Adunze, Neighbors, and Harrison are the top three. No one's touching those guys. You're you're essentially everybody wants to find the guy that's going to be better than Adunze, Neighbors, and Marvin Harrison Jr. That's what everyone's doing, and it's fun. It's fun, you know. Like Mitchell is one of them. Mitchell could be. Um, somebody might be better than one of those three, but it probably it probably won't. My bet is these three wide receivers are probably the top three wide receivers because they're very, very special. Adunze and and Harrison Jr. and Neighbors are very special. It, they're in a tier of their own. Not that, that Puka was anywhere near the tier he climbed into. I'm just saying. I, I don't feel like it's going to happen again to that degree. But I like him. I like him a lot. I like Mitchell a lot. I like McConkie a lot. Uh, I would say the the other the other wide receiver or two that, that makes a lot of sense to like toss out in this conversation. Uh, Roman Wilson's interesting. Um, Did he play for? Uh, Roman Wilson. He plays for. Mm-hmm. Was it? Uh, is Michigan, right? Yeah. I, but I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, Michigan. He's, he was McCarthy's receiver. Oh, um, okay, okay. And then we got we got uh, let's see where was I at? I would probably say like Mitchell, Mitchell, maybe Coleman, maybe Thomas Jr. One of those guys with McConkey. There, there, there's definitely somebody in there. More elite. There's a bunch. This, yeah, it's, it's a deep wide receiver class. Um, tight end pool, Sanders. You got. Stover Bell, but Bowers is the clear guy. Running backs, wait till my running back stuff. My running back video is coming out soon. Just hang tight on that. Hell yeah, brother. All right, man. Appreciate you later. Hey, uh, man. Right, who's on the phone now? Travis. What's up, Travis? Hey, sweetie. Um, on uh, Gino Smith, um, I think they'd probably keep him, but they do have a. I think it's like nine or ten million dollar roster bonus too that's due in March. So if they trade him, it would probably be before that, right? Um, probably have a little more clarity on that. Yeah, but I think that I think they've committed. I think they're committing to him. I don't know. He's you still, never, you never, you never know. I don't think anybody's trading for him. So and and I don't know so, when. I don't know. Let's see here, Geno Smith. 
Geno Smith's roster. I think it's Mark 18. 9.6 million. Smith's compensation also includes a $9.6 million roster bonus. That bonus is due on March 18. The full package is more than reasonable for a starting quarterback. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be worth it no matter what to keep on roster. Like, you know, you look at the Jets and you say the Jets, you know, fell apart, right? And um Right. And if if you can, let's say you do go down the road of Penix Jr. at 16 overall, like I don't think anybody could offer you like any draft pick unless somebody came to you and said, "Here's a first rounder," which no one's going to do for Geno Smith. But if it, it would take an offer, you couldn't refuse to say, "Let's get rid of this nine million dollar." You know, we got to pay nine nine million on the roster bonus, but we have our our quarterback situation buttoned up. You know, he's going to be one of the best backups in the league yeah. if Penix gets in there, if they draft him. Same idea as Howell, I guess. Same as Howell and Washington. They're just they're too valuable as a backup to even move unless you get blown away. Yeah. Or they could end up starting, depending on who they draft. But, um, no, but I was I was actually calling on Fields. Um, I mean, I know I know we hate Arthur Smith, and I, I don't have any faith in him, but the point you made that, he is just a coordinator, and Mike Tomlin's there, and I'm not a Tomlin fan either, but say what you want about Tomlin, Tomlin isn't a guy that's going to get walked over or pushed around. So if, yeah. if Arthur Smith sucks or is trying to, you know, I, I guess, go over his head. I guess the example... I, I guess there's a, there's a glimmer of hope, I guess. I guess the example you, you could do is say, like, like, let's say I went into a general sports show tomorrow and I, I don't know baseball anymore I don't I, look I love basketball but I I can't even keep up with who where everybody is and mm-hmm. some of the young guys I you know I love Wemby and I, I know all the little you know little things yeah. but but like if I started talking basketball baseball and golf on my show everybody would be like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> and this show sucks <laughs> and then everybody would start saying I suck right and then let's say the next year I'm like I'm going back to do a football show Everybody be like, well, screw that. That guy sucked. His show blew. He didn't know anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in a sense, I, I would be totally, you know, uh, ostracized, you know, and, and people would write me off and they wouldn't get. So, like, Arthur Smith, in, in that context, like, Arthur Smith went and became a head coach. You know, he's good at OCing in, su- in some respect. He's good at running attacks. Is there a world where we're using Maybe. too much of judgment on what he did as a head coach? And how he botched that and trying to say mm-hmm. he can't do certain things. Well, maybe. But at the same time, like, there's some competency problems here. You know, the fact that you didn't know that Bijan Robinson was your not only your best running back, but your second best running back at least. <laughs> Even though we know he's the best running back, but like you you actually thought that he was the third best running back. He would be used in you know the third in line and goal line touches. He would use Algier, then Cordero Patterson. And then he'd be used Bijan. Just, just to not know that makes John me feel Smith. like I can't give him the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe we should no. or something. And that's, look, it is what it is. You know, like maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe Arthur Smith. We liked Arthur Smith for a reason, right? When we walked into the season, ran the ball 569, I believe, times the year prior with Tyler Algier. They draft Bijan Robinson. He's committed to taking a better running back. Like anybody that says they saw this coming, is lying because all of the numbers and everything 
boded well for an absolute explosion for Bijan Robinson under Arthur Smith. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was worried about it. I wasn't. I, and nobody really was, and nobody should have been. It wasn't like we could see this coming. It wasn't something you should be ashamed of. He ran the ball phenomenally the year prior with Tyler Algier. And some might say, well, then you should have known he wasn't going to. No, he, we shouldn't have known nothing because he drafted Bijan at number eight overall. So, like, the writing was on the wall that he was going to use Bijan. Why would you spend an eight overall pick on Bijan if you loved Algier so much? He clearly, it, it was crazy. Right. It was crazy. But that's all been solved. We got Zach Robinson there. We've got uh, we've got uh, Raheem Morris. We've got the Rams, like, entire coaching staff pretty much there. But McVay, all the offspring of the McVay tree is now in Atlanta, and it's going to thrive. And all they got to do is solve this quarterback situation. I know Jay Farr is worried about it. He's going to sit back and wait. But scared money don't make money, Jay. Nope. Um, it really it really does. I'm not saying I'm saying it really kind of, and I know you got to see it on the field and everything, but that um, the quote you read from Robinson talking about how uh, Pitts and uh, Bijan can be used in different ways, that, like, if you look at it, Big picture that makes the Steelers look bad for hiring Arthur Smith. The way you know the way yeah. Smith treated and used pets. And now you get a guy in there going, "Oh, look at all these ways I can use these guys." Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I'm kind of creating caveats. I'm not trying to like hedge my bets on saying that this could or could not work out. That's just the honest answer. Like, could Fields and Pittsburgh work out? It could. You know, like could Arthur well, that, Smith. That, could Arthur yeah. Smith be okay if he's compartmentalized and he's funneled into this direction? You know, you take away his personnel decision-making skills or, or abilities. You take away his choice in who, what running back he's using. Like if Tomlin says, you know, be, or uh, we're, we're running Najee and we're running Najee all day long, get Najee out there. Arthur Smith's got to run with Najee, you know. So there are some things that are going to potentially... Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I really I really do feel like there there's there's a chance that Fields plays a lot better than we think, but I don't know that we're getting the most out of him under an Arthur Smith offense. So like that's why I probably wouldn't be drafting Fields as my starter when I can get and let me pull up this draft board again because this is a, an actual live draft, which is unbelievably crazy to look at. You got Anthony Richardson at at freaking uh, my whole board's. Crazy. You have Anthony Richardson at freaking 59 overall at the tail end of the of the fifth round. You've got Joe Burrow at near the tail end of the sixth round. There's just no reason to go near fields when you can get your court. Stroud went in the fifth round, which I think he'll go in the fourth round more than the fifth. Mahomes goes in round four. Like, why are you going to mess around with an Arthur Smith quarterback? You don't need to. As your backup, sure. Like, if fields is my backup and I've got Burrow or I've got AR5, I'm fine. That's great. And I like it for what maybe this could do. Like, Arthur Smith to Pittsburgh is like pouring water on a fire. And, and the fire is George Pickens. You know? It's like taking a jug of Gatorade, pouring it all over a small little fire that's about to explode and become a big fire. And you put it out. But then you bring Fields in, who's like a, back, a box of matches. And, you, you know, you have hope again that you could reignite this fire. So, like, this is good for Pickens, but Arthur Smith was bad for Pickens. I don't love Fields all by himself because of the value of quarterback that I just showed. 
but I do love for maybe what it could do for Najee and for Pickens. Would I go near either one of them on the regular? Probably not. Uh, uh, would yeah. I take Pickens as a third wide receiver in a couple best ball drafts? Absolutely. But I, am I drafting him in yeah, my was... one league that I with my buddies that I want that league to be perfect and go perfectly to plan so I can you know, win that special league that I'm in, not these best ball leagues? I don't think I'm messing with that kind of risk. And it is too bad because I, I was surprised. I hadn't looked at all of picking season. I know he had a couple of huge games, but I was surprised to see he still ended up with 11, over 1,100 yards after, with all that turmoil. I know he had a couple of giant games, but yeah. this shows you the potential that's there. Yep. But, you know, it's a good little piece of news uh, news day here. I mean, Stevenson's probably the most, you're, you're a New England Patriot fan, so you probably like that take. I mean, Stevenson yeah. isn't even on this board right here, which is crazy to me. Like, how is Stevenson not even yeah, on this right. board at all? I don't understand. Um, I, I, I got him. I got him at a pretty good, pretty good deal in the last draft that I did. Yeah. Uh, pick, pick 75. Yeah, so, so that makes sense because this draft, when I screenshotted it, it was at pick 71 on the clock. And so 72, yeah. 73, 74. So about the very first like four or five picks in the seventh round is where Stevenson would go. <laughs> That's like zero risk. I love it. I don't think it'll hold. Him, yeah, my, but it'll hold pretty no, good. It'll hold a little third, bit. Third running back. So I, was, I was happy with that. There's a lot, lot of good values right now. An underdog if people are just getting into it. I know I'm just starting to do some drafts. Uh-huh. Kind of crazy to me. Um, guys, Underdog Fantasy will be... I'm going to try and come back and draft tonight. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. We normally don't draft on the on the 8 p.m. show. It's kind of a news show there, Jake. But uh, hit that hit that uh, promo code. Link is in the live chat. Uh, it will be in one second. Hit the link. Do it live. Boom. There it is. The link's in the description of the video. But... Uh, Stevenson, yeah. And BW asked a good question, or, or maybe he's making a statement, but it's a good question to pose Stevenson or Nick Chubb. I'm going Stevenson because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't trust Nick Chubb's knee, let alone he's older, and 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 this is the second time this has happened. I mean, I'm not saying he can't recover and be some sort of miracle one or two years left type of you know return or whatever, but... That, that knee injury was awful. It was brutal. His knee literally, your knee bends like this. It did this. Like it, it if anybody didn't see it, it was it was literally like this. Here, here's, here's the knee. That's your kneecap. Here's your calf. We'll put some socks on this guy. Maybe we'll put some shoes on him. Here's his calf. Give him some shorts. Can we get, can we get some focus here? So here, here's here's your knee. This his leg literally went like this. His leg literally went like this. Just for perspective, here's another leg. And I don't know if anybody saw the the video of it, but it was literally sideways. It was a ninety degree angle that way. It was just the damage. You've got an ACL in there. You've got an LCL on the outside. You've got a P, uh, MCL on the inside. You've got a, a PCL crossing over that. You've got meniscus right here that you just 
you know, smashed and trashed to pieces. This knee was just like it was put in a blender. Like it was unbelievable what what he and he recovered from this the first time. The first time he did the same thing, right. but it went forward in college. There's a, if you Google Nick Chubb college knee injury and click on images in Google, you'll you'll literally like want to vomit. It's it's this exact thing, but forward. And you know it, it was uh, it was 90 degrees. So and it was the other knee though. So he's done it to both legs. And it's just like, the, the odds of doing that to one leg is crazy. To do it to both is crazy. Bruce, Bruce, you're live, Bruce. What's up, man? Brucey. Hey, Smitty. The Bruce. Wait, what, question. Where's the Bruce's intro? The Bruce. And, the, and I could. Bruce and, is loose. And you might have said it. What the do you Bruce think of uh, what Bruce said about Zimmer? What do you say? Uh, pretty much that he's too hard. Like, he left Dallas because Zimmer went there as the defensive coordinator. He was the line coach. But he doesn't like him. He absolutely thinks he's, like, too hard on players, and he's a piece of shit, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I like, I think, a, I think a coach, you need a hard-nosed coach in that scenario. And, uh, because he said when his knee went out, when they when he blew his knee, mm -hmm. he said that Zimmer uh, said it was supposed to be like a three to five week. They pushed him back early, and he said it ended his career. Mm. I don't know. I, I think he's a he's a he's a hard nosed coach, and I think you probably you probably need that in Dallas. They've got they've got you could say a lot of. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say cleaning up to do because that's almost saying like Dan Quinn didn't do a great job, and I like Dan Quinn a lot. But I think that this is what this team needs—a little bit of discipline. Um, and they've got such a good, a good group there. The defense is phenomenal. What they weren't they number one still in fantasy? People are like acting like Dan Quinn's just yeah. bad hire. You know, yeah, it, it, they it, lost it, digs for the whole year too. It's crazy. It's yeah. It's crazy to me. Everybody acts like Dan Quinn's this bad hire. He's uh, I can't believe Washington thinks they're gonna you know get the, the guy had the best freaking defense. And I know fantasy's not real life, but it's definitely near hand in hand in some ways. The fact that they're well, opportunistic they, and playmaking. I mean, Dan Quinn did a great job, but Zimmer's good. It's a good replace. It's a good replacement. I think. I think, and I hear a lot of good yeah, things about him, and I, I from what I know and from what I've seen, I actually think it's a good move. It, not everybody gels well together, and some players don't like coaches that yell at them and are hard on them, bro. And they they don't like these. A lot of these guys are grown men, right? And they don't like being told what to do. They have a problem with authority. And who who knows the whole story behind that? But and I got one more question. You know how we're talking about? I forget his name, but going to Seattle, that quarterback. Right. Oh, Penix Jr. Yeah. What if he goes to the Jets just to learn under Rod? Yeah, I've said that. I've said that. I've, I've talked about that a lot. I said that the the Jets would be genius to to grab, even if like let's say Bo Nix or Penix Jr. like some of the people predict falls to the second round, you snag him. Um, Rattler, you snag him. Like you do something because and you have a conversation with a Rod. And I would do. I wouldn't do it at ten, but I'd trade down. And I'd sit A-Rod down and go, look, 
you have to understand from our perspective. And he would probably be, as long as you talk to him, he's fine. He The reason he was so mad about Jordan Love getting drafted is he saw it on his couch when when we saw it. That's how he learned that, that the Packers drafted Jordan Love. So, like, that's that was... That's how Favre learned, too. That's disrespectful, and, and it just it wasn't even the right timing. He's older now. He's coming back from a major injury. He's wiser. He's... I'm sure if you sat down Aaron Rodgers and made him a part of the decision and said, look, this is not a threat to you, but what do you think of this kid? Do you think he's the right choice? Could you groom him under you? Could you leave us with something that, you know, that can let this, what you're starting here transcend? And he'd probably be like, yeah, I want I want Garrett Wilson and, and the boys, Brees, and, and on the other side of the football sauce and the guys, I want them all to excel for 10 years. You know, he loves this team. Aaron Rodgers loves this Jets team, I think, more than he loved his Green Bay Packer teams. Like, he loves these these guys. So much so that he was questioning whether to come back each year. He's already committing to two years now. He loves he loves New York. So, I think that it would be smart. Do I think they do it? I don't know. I don't know. Penix Jr. is would be marvelous in New York. And it would be something I could wait for. I wouldn't be mad about it that I couldn't see Penix Jr., you know, the only problem is he's a little bit older of a quarterback, so by the time you get him going, that might be why they wouldn't choose him. But Bo Nix would be pretty phenomenal there in New York. I like Bo Nix a lot. Bo Nix has got an awesome release. He's mobile. He gets out of out of messes like no other. He's, he's a good scrambler. It reminds me of uh, a handful of quarterbacks combined in his ability to scramble and, and, and literally, you know, architect something on the run, you know, some sidearm throw. And, and I, I like Bo Nix a lot. He's a little bit of a project, but all these quarterbacks are. Because he's been rooting, and I don't know why, but he's been rooting for Zach Wilson to come. Uh, Zach yeah. Wilson to come back. He's like, Oof. I can tutor him. You threw him in too, too no. quick. <laughs> no, no, Zach. I don't know why he said it. Yeah, that was his he, words. Yeah, he. Aaron Rodgers, I think, has a soft spot in his heart for Zach Wilson, but like. You gotta you gotta let the decision makers step in and go. You're a little too close to this. A Rod Zach Wilson's not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Thank God Aaron Rodgers isn't a scout. Um, you know what's funny is is when people like say to me, "Hey, who do you who are you, bro?" When I say that this like person doesn't know what they're talking about, like um, let's say you know a, a professional player, let's say Steve Young came out and said, "I don't like this guy," and I let's say I did like that guy. And everyone goes, who are you? You think I'm going to listen to you over Steve Young? You know, and it's, it's so funny how people will assume that just because someone was great, they're a good scout or they know what they're doing. Aaron Rodgers clearly wouldn't be the best scout if he thinks Zach Wilson's a great potential, you know, to be the guy and he could groom him, sculpt him. He's not. Just like Michael Jordan drafted Kwame Brown and Michael Jordan's an awful judge of uh, talent coming out of college. You know, like it, it's just because you were great does not make you a professional at picking out the next elite, you know, breakout talent. That takes a special person, um, and and they have an instinct of seeing something with very little information. You know, it's kind of why I got into this business to begin with, is because you know I would play fantasy right as a young youngster, and I and I'd see little glimpses of this. And really, I played fantasy basketball, or I, or I played. I, I was a big basketball fan and played fantasy basketball. But but 
very from a very early age, like identifying Allen Iverson, identifying Steve Nash, like seeing those things in very small glimpses. I was better at scouting basketball than I ever was and ever will be at football. I was so good at scouting basketball. It wasn't even, it's not even funny. It was, it was, I, I, I heat sealed my own Allen Iverson jersey together and would wear it to school because they didn't even sell it. They didn't even have an Allen Iverson jersey. No one knew who he was. I was like, this is going to be one of the best players that ever plays in the NBA. And I'd wear this this heat-sealed Georgetown jersey that I had to make myself. I went down to the local heat-sealed t-shirt shop and said, can you put Iverson on this? Can you put a, a number on this Georgetown jersey that was blank? And i wear it to school with pride. I did the same thing with Steve Nash when he played at Santa Clara. And no one knew who the hell he was. And I and I and I I wrote in a, a school paper that he would be the best point guard to ever play the game. Granted, I was off a little bit. He, he's not the best point guard, but that was like the stupidest article people ever read when they read it. They're like, Steve Nash, the best point guard ever. This college guy, no one even knows who he is. I love I love scouting basketball, bro. I love it. That's why when I saw Wemby Wemby for the first time, I loved all the hate. Wemby's not going to be. Big enough or strong enough, this guy's gonna transcend and, and change the game of basketball. Like Wemby has the Wemby has the ability to be the greatest player to ever play. He has that ability. I'm not saying he will be. He has that natural ability and skill set that if he wanted to be the best player that ever played the game, he could be. It, it, it's it's basketball is fascinating to me, and and it sucks that there you know, I I didn't there wasn't a big market for it and i did fantasy basketball and fantasy football at the same time the first three years that i did this back in 2002 2002 2003 2004 i did fantasy basketball and fantasy baseball equally there's just there wasn't a big market for it there still kind of isn't it's nowhere near football okay and uh which where do you think zeke ends up since he was only Zeke. a one year deal. <laughs> Z, I don't know. <laughs> Does anybody really care? <laughs> hey, I just like the fact that they fed him in the. Oh, Brucey. Like, Bruce, hey, you cracked me up, man. You cracked me up. Where's Jimmy G going to go? Yeah. Where's Zeke going to go? You're, you're a nostalgic G. guy. You love you love the old school. You're loyal as they come, though. You know. Uh, yeah. Hold on one well, second. Ter- Terry be- Roberts with a $20 holler. Smitty, just because, my friend. Uh, Terry. Alert. Super chat alert. Terry, pre- appreciate you, Terry. Go ahead. Terry. Uh, I don't know, Bruce. All right, hold on. Ron Navy's been on the phone for a while. Ron Navy, you are live on the, on the air, then I'll go to JFAR. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Well, for one thing, you can't have it both ways with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I can't? No. How can you? What do you mean I can't? How, how, how what are can we you, talking about? How, how can you sit there? Well, I'm just wondering because you kind of contradicted yourself there. First you <sighs> Here said, comes the Ron, the, the Ron, the Ron anti... Oh, no, Go no, ahead. No, do, no. do it. You have one a day, Ron. You have one a day. You have contrarian Ron. You have one a day. Like, there's a lot of topics you could have called in about. Hey, yeah, that was a good one. I agree with that. It is you, Ron. You got to admit, you wait for the one thing, and then you come in for that. 
Like, that's what it is, though. It's every time. Go ahead, Ron. I'm not I, mad about it. I'm just, actually, I, I'm waiting for it. I was already I was already on the phone line going to talk about something else when you were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, go ahead. What, what did I so, say about Aaron Rodgers that I can't have both ways? I'm curious. Well, and, and maybe you can clarify this, but you're like, you were great on them bringing in Penix, and you said if, if they – if they sit Aaron Rodgers down and tell him, hey, you know, what's your opinion on him? Is this somebody that you can groom so when you leave, we'll have somebody there? But then you turned around when 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 they talked about, when Bruce brought up uh, uh, Wilson and, and what Aaron Rodgers said about Wilson, you said, no, no, no. And you talked about how, you know, some people are good that's players. Where that's what you have a scouts. problem with? That's what you have a problem with? Well, either, either but, uh, Aaron Rodgers... Ro- ro- Ron, I was merely saying they involve him. I'm saying involve him. I'm just saying involve him. Just sit him down and be like, what do you think? Hey, what do you think if we bring bring him in? But you can groom him. In reality, either you value his opinion and how he looks at it, how he he can look at a player, or you don't. Or you just tell him, you know. It's not. Ron, it's not so much about. it's, It's not so much about that he makes the decision. It's just get him involved. Have the conversation. What do you think of this? That, like, did you see? Like, you could almost see that on my face, my expression when I said that. You just get Aaron Rodgers involved. What do you think? Can you groom him? And uh, being involved in that part of it, like, what do you think? If we, if we, if we go after this guy, is this somebody you think you could, if, you could get, you could, you could train and tool like that? You could, he could answer those questions. He's not an incompetent person. If, I'm just saying he's not the guy that's going to go identify the talent. But if you go to Aaron Rodgers and say, can you work with this guy? What do you think about teaching him? What do you think about just being involved in this process? We're kind of interested in maybe bringing in a quarterback. That's all stuff you got to do to make Aaron Rodgers happy. That's not saying you're giving him decision-making power with the finger over the button. Like Jordan, if you went up to Jordan and said, do you think you could teach this guy how to play basketball? Do you think what I just said, Ron, about Jordan's the worst scout in the world, that he can't teach someone how to be an amazing player if you put him in front of him? If you're Aaron Rodgers, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're like, Hey, I think I can develop uh, a Wilson, and then you're saying, "Oh no, 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 no!" And then you're the team going to come back and ask him, "Well, what do you think of Penix? Can you develop him?" And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, "Screw you! You already asked me who I can develop. I said Wilson, this is and now weird. you're at, and you didn't Ron. like my opinion on it, and now you're asking me about Penix Jr. Ron, you're, what, you're, or, or whoever you're, you're cherry picking at this conversation, I, I, Ron. You're cherry, you're cherry picking this conversation." Let me give you the example one more time. Michael Jordan is one of the worst judges of talent in terms of call it like you're bringing it. Okay, I I need to give you an example. I need to give you an example. I need to give you an example. If you went to if you went to Michael Jordan and said, "Hey, I'm bringing this kid in. Can you teach him?" Don't you think that's different than, "Hey, go find me a player that is the best player. It's very different. Jordan could teach anyone how to be a magician on the court. So you need to involve him. But I'm not going to go have Jordan go pick him out is what I'm trying to tell you. So Aaron Rodgers, you involve him. What do you think? Can you can you bring this kid along? Can you tool him? They're not saying Aaron Rodgers, go pick out the guy. They're saying, hey, can you train him? Aaron Rodgers most certainly could. That is something he'd be amazing at. But he's not going to... look. He knows the, the decision makers. He doesn't push the button. He's not going to get mad if they're like, look, we're going to go in a different direction. Hey, what if we bring in Penix Jr.? What do you think? Could you tool this guy? 
You know, that that's that's all I'm saying, Ron, but there's not it's not about having both ways. I'm not don't do that. You were talking about Aaron Rodgers don't do and what? Phoenix and them at, And then as soon as as soon as Wilson got brought up, you went into the, the fact that no, 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 you need to you're not a you're not a scout, you can't Ron, be talent Ron. And that because of what Aaron said. Ron, you're Wilson. you're reaching here. This is a ridiculous conversation. I'm not Okay, let let me let me let me ask the phone line, Uh, Bruce. Do you understand what I'm saying, Bruce? Yeah, I understand. It's it's players don't. You can ask players. I don't know. I don't know what what make what makes you think I'm like changing or backtracking on this, Ron. I'm merely telling you. You asked me to explain what I mean. Aaron Rodgers should not be involved in scouting. Aaron Rodgers should absolutely be involved in grooming the next guy because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to ever do it. Those are two entirely different things. I don't understand. The next guy that the franchise. We don't. I don't think there's any of us. I don't think there's any of us. Zach Wilson. There's none of us that like Zach Wilson. But it's just it's just funny. It got me funny that as soon as Wilson was brought up about what Aaron Rodgers said about him, I just explained he went to. Aaron, you need to shut up and let the professionals deal with this. And, and your opinion doesn't matter here. Where before his opinion did matter. Ron, you're re- you're, re- you're reaching on this because I just discre- I just dis- I just explained it. I just explained it. He a hundred percent. Ron, when you guys, when you guys, after all this is done, go back and listen. I, bro, I, I don't. I don't listen. need. I don't need to go back and listen because I know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I'm saying that you want to involve Aaron Rodgers. Like, what What more do I have to say? You want to involve Aaron Rodgers. I'm not taking that back. I'm not taking both. I'm not going both sides on this. You need to involve Aaron Rodgers. He needs to know, Ron. If anything, it's just to placate him and say, hey, 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 what do you think if we bring in a quarterback? You're not, you don't care if he says yes or no. You want him to feel involved. Part of it is just making him feel involved. You're not going off what he says, nor does he expect them to draft who he says. He's not. So basically, that, you're saying blow smoke up Aaron Rodgers' ass. Partially, sure. Partially, you so, need so to make him feel involved. You have to, or he's not going to love the idea of bringing in a rookie quarterback. Partially, yes. Partially, yes. Okay. It, it's, right. I mean, that's the way you do. That's that, that's that that's the politics of the position. Like that's the politics of coaching, Ron. We'll just blow smoke up his butt. That's no problem. Ron, no. Does anybody understand what Ron's saying in the chat? Honestly, does anybody understand what Ron's saying here? It's unbelievable. We're having an argument about semantics of what I meant when I'm telling you what I meant. You're asking me what I. How could I like this or how could I have it both ways? I'm literally telling you what I meant, and you're not accepting it. I, I, hundred percent. Uh, Chat. Am I right? Am I right, or is Ron? Ron, you're contrarian. You're contrarian. You could have called about a hundred thousand different things today, and you said you did. Well, I okay, but but somehow you derailed your your own your own call in to go negative on how I worded something that I still feel like I worded perfectly. That's all I'm saying. Well, no. I mean, you expected me to talk about the Steelers, did you not? I mean, we're, this is a Steelers topic. I thought for sure that this would be 
you know, the day, the, for sure the day you were calling it. And... Well, then I needed to switch it up. Okay, go ahead, Ron. What? Tell us how you hate Tomlin. <laughs> We've heard it before, but go ahead. The floor is yours. No, I'm not talking about, talking about the Steelers. I already talked about it enough. And I already, you know, it, okay. it, finally I said that there was a lot out there. It was getting traction about all right. about from the Steelers. And I said all that. And you're seeing it. That's why you went live on it. That's why it's your subject, because you're seeing all that traction that it's getting to, that the Steelers are serious. So I don't need to add to that. Uh, Nothing Jay, I can do about it. All right, let's see if Jay, let's see if you can pick apart Jfar. Jfar, what is? <laughs> oh, you're live. What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Good. Uh, I wanted to bring up a different topic, if it's okay. Um, yeah. Last year, I called in, and I asked you who was a better college prospect, Brees Hall or Gibbs, and your answer to me was Brees Hall is the best prop, had the best combine. Of all time. So, uh, I, I don't know if I said of all time, but one of the best of all time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So okay. my question is, is like, you know, also for the draft combine coming up is like, what did you see in Brees Hall and what can we see with these prospects coming up in the combine, you know, to help us better evaluate these guys? Yeah, the unfortunate part is this running back class doesn't have any elite players in it. So skill set wise, nothing's there for them to become the next Brees Hall. But situation could turn a good player great. Just like Arian Foster is my best example I can give. And he was a breakout candidate of mine. In 2010, I believe it was, I went on NBC Sports Radio. I said, uh, Aaron, I have a clip of an audio clip. We play it all the time. Uh, uh, Arian Foster will be a top five running back in twenty in 2010, and he was going in round six or seven. He had played his, I think, week 16 and week 17. This is back before they, you know, had week 18. So he played the final 16 and 17 of his rookie rookie year as a undrafted, um, uh, uh, undrafted uh, free agent with the Houston Texans. He had two good games a week 16, week 17. This is going back to what I said. Sometimes if you're a good scout, all you need is a glimpse of something. And I saw a top five running back in the making, not necessarily in skill set, but in skill combined with situation. So I started just beating a drum on that over and over and over. Brees, uh, or, uh, uh, Arian Foster, top five running back incoming, top five running back incoming. I put my reputation on the line because I still didn't have a, you know, I was still, you know, relatively new. Um, not new. I mean, <laughs> new is like eight, seven, eight, eight years into it. Um, but I didn't have a YouTube channel or anything. I was doing radio and I was doing, you know, content creation. I, I've had content for that amount of time, 20 plus years of content, reading content forums and, and trade calculators and all that stuff. And then the radio show, I did the radio show for 20 years. Um, so I was still trying to land some of these bold predictions on the show. So I put a lot on the line. I said he was going to be a top five running back. But again, I didn't think this is, this guy's as good as Marshall Falk or this guy's got the skill set of, you know, what ended up being the next guy, Adrian, you know, Adrian Peterson, right? He didn't have that type of talent. Priest Holmes didn't have Marshall Falk skill, but you take a very good player in Priest Holmes and add the most elite of elite running back situations and they become elite. It doesn't matter. So I, I just want to preface that one of these rookie running backs could become elite if they're in the most ideal situation. But to start off, with the combine and pro days, I don't see it. 
you know, if you look at Jonathan Brooks, he's supposed to be the top guy. And I don't want to get too much into the rookies because that video is coming out. But Jonathan Brooks is supposed to be the, the best running back, but he's coming back off an ACL tear. So, like, how do you how do you evaluate him in year one? Is he going to even get his opportunity fairly? You know, what if he sometimes a rookie gets drafted, doesn't do anything their first year and their second year, they're kind of like not the focal point anymore. Um there's a, I don't want to get into the details because there's a couple running backs I really, really like. And if in the right spot, they could be really good. The combine and the pro days could certainly up my valuation of them. Let's say one of these guys that I haven't named yet that I think has the potential to be the running back one of fantasy and out of rookies. Let's say he goes out and kills the combine, which we don't know if he will yet because we, we didn't know what Brees Hall was going to do at the combine. We didn't know exactly what you know, these, any of these players were going to do. We had a good guess what their 40 time could be, but Brees Hall, who I saw on the field as, as a magical player prospect was, he was amazing. His combine amplified what I already thought about him. And it just, it just put him to the moon for me. Um, one of these running backs could have a combine that helps nudge them up, but they're not, these are not Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs players. That you know, like there, there's you know, you got Bucky Irvin, you got Braylon Allen, you got, um, you got Blake Corum, you got Trey Benson. There's certainly a grip of guys that have talent. They're good running backs, but are any of them top five capable on their own without the most amazing situation? No. I have a question about uh, about combines and pro days, Smitty. Yeah. What if the player refused, like says, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Like, what if a Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb says, "Yeah, I'm not doing that. It's not worth my time." Is that something that you would consider like a character issue? No, I mean, it, it, look, I'll say Stroud participating in the combine was an amazing character plus, right? Not not participating if no one else is doing it. If like all the quarterbacks are sitting out, and then a quarterback that we like a lot says, uh, "Yeah, I'm not going to do the combine." You can't really judge them because it's kind of the trend, and it could put you at a disadvantage if, let's say, you go participate in the combine and they don't. And then there's perception, you know, like, oh, "Okay, if he's going, maybe he's not as good." You know, like people are fickle, fickle human beings. Scouts are human beings. Everybody's a human being. They're all susceptible to to being uh, persuaded fickle and it's a copycat league. It's a copycat, you know, coaching style in this league. It's a copycat everything. And so, like, if, if everybody sits out but one QB and he goes to the combine, I'm sure there are a couple people that would be like, hell yeah, you know, like, that's amazing. But at the end of the day, you probably should follow suit with what everyone else is doing so you're on the same level of playing field, you know what I mean? But... Yeah. I would say what what's is somebody was somebody like uh, what's somebody doing with the rustling? Is it of the phone? I don't know if someone's doing something like they got the phone on their shoulder or they're someone says you're someone's sweeping. It's like is that you, Bruce? No, I, I think it was because I had to rip the trash bag real quick. And I yeah, forgot to put it, it on was, mute. It was, okay. Anyway, um, it's a good question, Jfar. Uh, I wish I wish I could I wish I could answer you and say that there is you know this player right now I have a video coming out there is a specific running back or two that is going to be the most capable of and I will probably say near these exact words if in the right spot they could become a top five to ten running back like certainly because other players have done it but the question will be 
<laughs> and, and this is the, the crazy part is the later a player, a, a running back specifically, goes in an NFL draft, the higher chance of crazy unknowns, right? Because if you get out of the first round and now the number one running back, let's say it's Braylon Allen or Blake Corum or, or whoever, Benson, or Jonathan Brooks if you want. Let's say we get into round two. Now all of a sudden, some of the most elite teams might have that pick. You know, not all the picks are going to be replicated in each round because of trades and everything. You might have a really good team capable of being able to draft the number one running back if they all fall to round two, especially if they fall into like, you know, a little bit deep into round two. So if, if let's say Blake Corum or I don't know who the number one running back is going to be on draft day. Let's say it's Jonathan Brooks. And let's say everybody loves Trey Benson. Trey Benson could go freaking like in the middle of, of the second half of, or he could go like in the, in, in the, like the two thirds area of the 2024 second round. And, and that would be where you could see a running back fall into an elite situation. Like, let's say Houston took, um, Braylon Allen at Houston probably not going to get him deep in the second round but if they have another second round pick i forget what houston's picks are if they have multiple um picks i'll I'll look that up but let's say that let's say houston somehow made a trade and they got the fourth pick in the second round if houston takes braylon allen or if houston takes trey benson let's say now all of a sudden that situation is elite that player is really good they're not amazingly elite but they're good to almost great now they're a great player so, a situation matters more than anything when you're talking about unknown running back talent. But also keep in mind... HN is a perfect example. Who? HN. Yeah, HN. Yeah. And, and and I do I do want to preface that there could be somebody that pops up, you know. Yeah, like HN. It's not like it's un, unheard of, you know. But HN was about in the top five, six group. You know, so he, yeah, he was he, spot for over right, right, right. Perfect landing spot. Dallas would be a perfect landing. Like if Braylon Allen went to Dallas, oh my god. You know, and, and he's you yeah. know these teams. I know everybody's assuming that oh these these running backs. Uh, you know, the we're gonna see Henry go to Dallas, which is what I think happens. But or Jacobs go to Dallas, or or Barkley go to Dallas. Keep in mind, these teams have other needs, and you get a rookie running back in the second round, you, you, you're not paying them that much. It's a good move. If you believe in the running back, it's a good move rather than pay uh, like a Derrick Henry or a, a Saquon Barkley, Barkley especially. So that's why you still might see some of these amazing situations. These uh, The Barkley board has all the, the top landing spots for RB. So Houston, uh, Chargers, Philly, Bengals potentially, Buffalo potentially, Dallas, Baltimore. There's a couple others, but these are all spots. One or two of these are going to draft a rookie, you know, or at least one of them, and that might be our elite running back. That might be our guy. Like if the Chargers take Blake Corum and no no other running back goes to one of these spots, a rookie, then Blake Corum's the number one rookie running back potentially. Not to mention his coach would love to use him. His Harbaugh loves Blake Corum, so you know you get the volume. So. Everything depends on landing spot. Unfortunately, with this crew, whereas it's different with the wide receivers, because if Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to, uh, you know, Arizona, he's he's it's unbelievable. He goes to the Chargers, he's unbelievable. He goes to the God. I hate if he went to the tight, tight, Tennessee Titans, but he's still probably be unbelievable. Just it might not be 
he might not have as consistent of a rookie year. New England, if they had Fields, would be unbelievable. Washington, if they had Fields, would be unbelievable. Um, Chicago with Caleb would be would be uh, or, or with Fields. I'm sorry, if they keep Fields and they draft Marvin Harrison, let's say that would be it would probably be unbelievable. You know, but doesn't mean that that Caleb won't have his problems or that Chicago would win. You know, that's a whole other thing. But I think Harrison survives pretty much anywhere. Um, and I don't see a situation because he's not going to go to Minnesota. They just drafted Addison, like so. There's zero chance of that. There's no other place he could go where he wouldn't eventually overtake the wide receiver, no matter where he went. Because he's not going to go to Cincinnati. That's too late. He's not going to Minnesota. Um, he's not going to Dallas. And really, any other wide receiver in the National Football League, if he landed on that wide receiver's roster, he's going to be the number one wide receiver on the team. Like, so he's just so, like, almost near invincible. <laughs> but that's just, that's my take anyway. All right. Thank you, JFAR. Appreciate you. I'm going to cycle everybody off the phone line. Uh, call in. Uh, we'll be live tonight on the Dynasty channel, potentially maybe Rumble, maybe the, the main channel again to draft. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty link is in the live chat. Make sure you, I'm going to drop it right now. Make sure you guys are signed up on Underdog. Uh, we'll be doing a lot more hardcore drafting here in the coming weeks. Just haven't been hitting it as hard yet, but get signed up and ready. Get your $100 bonus match. All right, JFAR, later. Have a good night. Later. Uh, Bruce, you got anything else? Uh, one thing. This comes from Mama Robeson. Oh. She said, should the, if he does fall, Marvin Harrison or the other receiver, take him in and trade a lot of second round picks for fields. Uh, you're saying that Minnesota, then, like Minnesota take neighbors? No, no, no. Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta. It, yeah, um, I would love for them to draft neighbors and then trade for Fields. Unbelievable move. Yeah, that's what she said. You she know, says, ask him if that's a good move. I also Be think, okay. though, they've got other holes and needs that it would also not be bad to, to beef up, you know, line, trade for Fields, and you've got London and freaking Bijan and Kyle Pitts. And you could still, it's such a deep wide receiver class, you could still find your McConkie type guy or whatever, you know, or Mitchell or whatever. So I I don't know that it's like the only way to to have an amazing team. But neighbors and fields would be great. I just don't know that you, I don't know that you need it. It'd be great, but, you know, you'd be pretty damn good with with Bijan, Pitts, and, and London and another wide receiver. Not to mention you could bring in like a, Hollywood Brown or something, you know, to go on the other side of, of London. Okay. So, but, but yeah, I don't hate the idea at all. It'd be great. All right. I'll see you later. Smitty. Have all a good right. night. Later, Bruce. Appreciate you. Tell your mom, we need that. Get Bijan to clip. Oh, she said this weekend. When Adam, nice I don't job. work on, because I work at nights. All right. <laughs> I want a one take Willie. Just, just. Start recording and just have her go. Get Bijan, do it live. I want the do it live part right. if you can get it. All right, later. Later. Uh, Ron, anything else? Yes. Would you say would you co- upgrade, right? Steelers? Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, so for him to be an upgrade, that means they have to have success, right? Well, I think it. So we, there's this two. This is a two. This is a two-part problem. You may have just downgraded everything by bringing in Arthur Smith. Maybe not. We'll find out. So it's almost like you're taking like one step back, and we're hoping Fields could take two steps forward to get past where you were without Arthur well, Smith you, and your situation. Don't you even Arthur Smith? Because, I mean, Fields had crappy coaching in Chicago, so if he goes to the Steelers and need an upgrade, if you feel that he's going to have any success in Pittsburgh, you have to believe in Arthur Smith's offense. Do you not? No, I think I explained it pretty clearly of what, how I saw this situation. Like, that was the whole point of the show. That I that I feel like... That I feel like... what? Go ahead, Travis. Did you say something? I was, I was just going to try and say, plus, Fields would have better weapons, period. And yeah. better team around him, even if Arthur Smith is there. But Atlanta's already shown you could have all the weapons in the world, and without good coaching, you're not going nowhere. Yeah, they have Ritter. Have they have Ritter. It's like a headless horseman. So, but that's as, as a head coach, he was a failure. So, if Fields comes in, and for Fields to have success, you're going to have to kind of believe that Arthur Smith, he can run an offense under Arthur Smith, right? Yeah, I mean, we like I said, I like I clarified this at the beginning. I think there's a lot of moving parts to it. There's no certainty that this is going to work out. But the situation, if you're a Steeler fan, has been magnificently upgraded from the point of hiring Arthur Smith. You hire Arthur Smith, big kick to the nutsack. But now, from where you are right now, you either go with Arthur Smith and Pickett, or you go with Arthur Smith and Fields. Do I think Fields could do better with Arthur Smith and Tomlin and the Steelers and what they have to offer and defense and everything that you got over Chicago? Yes, because A, you had Getsy fail Fields. I don't blame anything on Fields. I don't care what Fields did in Chicago because I know what Fields is capable of physically. Personally, that's how I feel. So I could care less. You you bring in uh, this Seattle Seahawk uh, Waldron, offensive coordinator. I don't want him. I don't want Fields in Chicago at all. I think Chicago will fail Fields no matter what. They failed him with Getsy. They'll fail him with Waldron. I don't want him there. So I need Fields out. Now I don't love the Pittsburgh landing spot because of Arthur Smith, but it's a lesser of two evils than keeping him in Chicago, where they have nothing. And the whole question about Arthur Smith in in Atlanta. He had no quarterback. Atlanta had no quarterback. No quarterback in Arthur Smith was a freaking disaster. So we're hoping that Tomlin can keep Arthur Smith, you know, on training wheels essentially and to some degree. And we could see some of the good that Arthur Smith does have a good resume for. And, and, and historically he's been able to deliver. But is there a guarantee of any kind? That's why I said that I don't think I could draft Fields like I would if he was in Atlanta. I could almost draft Fields as my starter and feel really good about it in a handful of leagues and just say, let's let's try it out. Let's do this live. But to have Pittsburgh be the landing spot for Fields, I it's more so this is good for Pickens comparatively to where Pickens is right now with Arthur Smith and Pickett. Like I want pick I want Pickens to have at least a shot. It helps the entire offense, but it makes it makes fields fields hard to love this year, no matter what. 
And that's why I said I, I probably won't be drafting him an awful lot in Pittsburgh because I can get Joe Burrow in round six. I can get AR5 in round five, six. I can get these. Like, I'll take Fields as my backup with a grin on my face. That's fine. I'd be fa- That'd be fantastic. Or would I take a chance in a best ball draft here or there with Fields in, in Pittsburgh? Yeah, but like in my, my longtime buddy league where you got one league, one shot, I'm not, Fields is not my starter in Pittsburgh. He would he could be in Atlanta, you, but not in Pittsburgh. So what? It all depends on what it, you just you just nailed it as far as saying it depends on what Tomlin does with with uh, Arthur Smith. Now we know when what is the last really good offensive coach that that Tomlin's been able to to uh, nurture and to bring along. Can you name any? I I don't know that this is going to be a scenario we can just use history as a like a, a talking point for because Fields is an unusually talented and and very different quarterback than either of them really have had. So your your hope if you're a Steeler fan, if someone says, "Hey, Smitty, I'm a Steeler fan and I've got blinders on. I don't know what to say of see of this situation." What do you think? I would say, "Bro, what you want to happen is Fields to be so good that you can't even hold him back. Like, he's got enough weapons, and the run game hopefully is good enough because you're handcuffing Arthur Smith into a offensive coordinator role, not coaching decisions. And Tomlin says you're playing Najee. Or, even if we're worried, don't worry about Najee. The run game is good, let's say. Let's say they run the ball well, and, and Fields is an off-script off kind of quarterback. Your hope is that you can't even get in his way, really. I, do I know if that will happen? I don't. Um, do I think they can control and contain fields? To be honest with you, I don't think this happens. Because I don't, kind of what I just said, I don't feel like he's their kind of quarterback. You know, I don't think Fields is Tomlinson's kind of, or Tomlin, Tomlin, Tomlin's kind of quarterback. The last, I, at the end of the day, I don't think he the goes last there. quarterback he had was Cordell Stewart, Flash. And that was under Cower, and that didn't work out so hot, but... I mean, that is the last running quarterback that the yeah. Steelers had. I don't think Tomlinson, but or Tomlinson, Tomlin. The point is, is Tomlin, name an oh, name a offensive coach that Tomlin has hired and, and nurtured and made into a and, and really good offensive coach. Can you name any? Because nope. I think the problem no matter whether it's Arthur Smith in there, whoever you get in there, no matter whatever quarterback you get in there, the problem, I think, is Tomlin. And I can't name any coaches that Tomlin has groomed. You don't hear anybody talking about, we want to hire somebody from Tomlin's coaching tree, ever. So that's that's the problem. Tomlin's the problem. It might be. It might be. It might be, and that's why that that's why I that's why I'm kind of saying I don't think I'll be drafting Fields in fantasy like I would be if he was in Atlanta or Washington. If he goes to Washington, we're gonna be Fields is gonna be like on the Mars man list. He's gonna be if he goes to Atlanta, Fields is gonna be on the Mars man list or Moon man list or one of the two. Fields going to Pittsburgh. Our only hope is that it makes Pickens great, but I think Arthur Smith. There's a fear that Arthur Smith's gonna water down the offense in a way that Pickens just loses his mind and gets in the doghouse and just unravels because he's going to be he's going to look like Diggs out there like where's my ball where's the ball you're going to throw a a winning touchdown pass to 
to, to another wide receiver and Pickens is going to walk off pissed off. And, like, we won the game, but I mean, it wasn't honest, me. Honestly, Smitty, I would rather, and I'm serious, I said this already, I'd rather Fields go somewhere else where he me too. could have a good coach staff. And I, and I, and I want, I mean, in, in my scenario, in the scenario that I would hope for, is let Pittsburgh fall flat on their asses this year and, and without Fields. And so hopefully we can get rid of Tomlin and get some new blood in there. That's my hope. I get you. I don't know how you can say that as a Pittsburgh fan, though, because I would want the shot of Fields. And I'd also feel like um, getting Fields and then let's say Tomlin and Arthur Smith both get fired next year because they don't do it right. Then all of a sudden Fields, you get get to keep Fields. You got the future in Fields. You got this team and you get new coaching staff. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't want... Huh? Here's the difference. Here's the difference. You're, you're saying uh, me being a Steeler fan. That's the thing is you're not a Steeler fan. I mean, you're, you're, you're an overall football fan. And, you you know, the Cardinals are your team. You're not a Steelers fan, so you're not really in our shoes, per se, of, of putting up with Tomlin, um, not being able to get it done, not going deep into the playoffs. His defenses in the last five playoffs scoring 144 points against our defense. Um, I, I got you. Had to endure, endure all that. So, so yeah, we need change. And so I, I'm I, hoping for change. I got you, and, but and the, a, the problem is, how hard I, is it to get a quarterback to run? Like this is your shot. I, I would worry about the coaching part of it later. If I was a fan, I would be like, "Give us Fields," because guess what? You get rid of your. You know, say Tomlin falls flat on his face. You don't. You don't get. You don't get Fields, right? You keep Pickett. Tomlin falls flat on his face. You guys lose. Who's going to want to oh, go there? Because even if he does go there, and let's say they still flop on their butts, right? And then let's say, okay, uh, the Rooney's decide to make a coaching change. So now Fields gets a different coach in there, and the coach doesn't like Fields or want it. It's not his type of quarterback, whoever they hire. And then what's that do for Fields? That puts them in a bad situation. Maybe, but if I'm a Steeler fan, I want them. I want them and let it all get figured out. Like, no. I, I just, I, I get what you're saying. You're, 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 yeah, you're entitled to your opinion and take. I just think that I would think most Steelers fans would be like, okay, give give us that piece and I'm then not, let's, let's try and give it to Tomlin, you know, or let's. I'm you, not going after your take or your opinion on I it. I got gotcha. you. Let me know my I got opinion you. on it. And, and that's what it is. I'm not. I got you. No, I know. I I, I think uh, I think that at the end of the day, though, I don't think he goes there. I I I know this is the the rumor of the moment, but it it, it look it's so so close to go. I mean, I'm hearing it all over the Steelers. I'm hearing it from different people. I mean, it's just all over the place. Smitty back Smitty backpedaling. Frank. Go ahead and call in real quick, Frank, and let me know how I'm backpedaling. What in the hell do you think do you I'm back- even backpedaling on? What am I what am I talking about right now that you could even constitute as backpedaling? Or are you saying Ron backpedaling? Frank, what are you talking about? The phone line's open, Frank. Frank's always in there. Uh, Frank's always in the chat. No friend, offense, Frank. You call in, you're a real nice guy. But in the chat or in the comments, you oftentimes have this constant negativity i don't know what i don't know what you could even be talking about backpedaling phone lines open 
and I don't know any backpedaling he's done. Backpedaling. Going. <laughs> what? I don't know any backpedal. I, I, I haven't noticed that you backpedal at all. I, you get your I, opinion. I'll just wait for Frank. Just wait for Frank. Uh, then we're going to go after this, guys. It's uh, 8.15 my time. It's, what, 10.15 Eastern. We'll be back here in uh, a little bit, a couple hours, I would say, minimum. Like, I missed last. Yeah, I would say, like, in about two, back. two and a half hours, we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll be back near midnight Eastern instead of, like, my time midnight. Uh, Perps in the building. What's up, Perps? Not much. What's going on? Hey, Perps. Did I miss anything? What's up, Bob? What's up, guys? Travis, Ron? Frank's here in a different show. What's up, Yeah, Frank, first of all, Frank, the phone line's open. We're waiting for you to come in and and roast me on my backpedal. Second, like Travis said, are you watching a different show? LOL, this is great. Now Smitty likes the Steelers with Fields there. Are you, what show are you watching, bro? Are you at the... (laughs) Smitty doesn't like the Steelers. I just said I wouldn't draft him. What more do you want, Frank? parallel universe frank we're waiting for you <laughs> the phone line's open frank all Smitty said was that field potentially would make the Steelers better that's all Smitty said yeah uh this show is only good for during the fantasy season well how about this uh deuce we'll just let you go elsewhere then there you go deuce now you don't have to worry about it anymore now you don't have to watch it during the, the off season how's that um how come the audio doesn't work? How come the audio... Frank's now complaining about the audio. How come the audio doesn't work? The audio's fine. Right. I Hold on. Frank, I'm, how about the phone? How come the? Oh. How come your phone doesn't work, Frank? How come your phone line doesn't work? Pick up the phone, dial the phone line, and let's discuss how I backpedal. Because I'm waiting. <laughs> We're all on the phone. It works. Hey, we all might have disagreements, but at least uh, we call in and, and, and talk about our disagreements or whatever. Yeah. So come on, Frank, call in. Don't be shy. Frank ain't doing it. Frank ain't doing it. Is um is it would it be worth hitting on fields in a in a dynasty uh, show or yeah it, maybe we will talk about that tonight. Like, maybe we will talk about that tonight because like I said from uh, Frank doesn't Frank wouldn't know this. But like I said, the fact that I wouldn't draft Fields with Arthur Smith m- makes me feel like if, let's say, like I'm trying to convince with Ron, like maybe Arthur Smith and it doesn't have to be Tomlin gone. I know Ron hates Tomlin. I do question Tomlin hiring Arthur Smith though. That makes me like lean more right. toward what Ron says about Tomlin than you know than I was. But like, let's say Arthur Smith is gone in one year, then then all of a sudden. Then all of a sudden, like, you know, Fields' dynasty value changes. And then maybe they bring in an offensive coordinator that knows what's up. I don't know. Tomlin, Tomlin cannot, cannot, just like he can't develop quarterbacks, he can't develop coaches. I mean, that's simple as that. I mean, you can't even name a good coach that Tomlin has developed. What, what coach out there but has Tomlin developed? Is that, because, is that because he's like one of those coaches that, and I think the answer is yes to this, that doesn't even let his offensive coordinator be like a force? You know what I mean? This isn't like Campbell where it's like you've got you've got Campbell and then Ben Johnson, and Ben Johnson's really oh. the, the whole entire offense. You've got Dan Quinn, and then you're going to have 
you know, a, a, an actual offensive coordinator. You have Dan Quinn and you have Kingsbury. Kingsbury's in full control as of this report right here that we talked about here. He's in full control of the offense. He has full keys to the entire full control offense, and that's amazing. So Tomlin's a micromanaging coach. I don't think he's giving Arthur Smith this this leeway or decision making ability. So to answer your question, that's why. Like, who's how is that going to attract a good OC? Because you're going to want to be what Mike. Tomlin is worse than Shanahan, dude. I mean, at least Shanahan has produced, gone out and has success. Tomlin has produced nobody. Um, Someone brought up Bruce Arians. I, mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Arians, but I just think. Hold on one second, boys. Hold on one second. We got Bruce. Bruce yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Here's Bruce's message. Bruce Robeson forgot to tell you Smitty Mommy Robeson grinning face with big eyes at me when you said she wasn't wrong yesterday. When I said Miss Robeson, Robeson was on the freaking money um, with what Bruce was talking about. What was it yesterday that, that, that she said that I confirmed? It was... Uh, what was it? Something about the Vikings, right? I forget what it was, but she was dead on, and and she gave Bruce the business apparently. So, all right. Well, it looks like it looks like Frank ain't calling in. And oh. if you if you remember, yeah, it yeah. was um, uh, Wizen Hunt and Arians when when uh, Tomlin got there, and then. Um, Wizen Hunt went to Arizona, coached them, and then uh, Arians was up for the, they were both up for the Steelers coach's job. And then they hired Tomlin instead. Arians stayed there. That's why they Big Ben ended up the way. I mean, Arians and Cower were the ones that developed Big Ben. So Tomlin already had a main quarterback when he when he took over. And the second year they went to the Super Bowl and they won it. His second Super Bowl, he still had Arians, and they went to Green Bay, and they lost it. After that, we haven't been doing nothing. Mm-hmm. We haven't done nothing. And, and Arians was the Cowers coach. Uh, Perps, what else you got? Per- Perps, I, I don't think Perps has even said much. Perps, what's going on, man? No, he... no I asked if I missed anything. I was oh. on at the beginning, and then had to take care of the wife. She had surgery today. Oh. So. Uh. Uh, how's, oh, how's she doing? You okay? Jump back on. Yeah, she's good. What kind of surgery? Managing, managing the pain. What, what kind of, you don't have to share it, but what kind of surgery? Oh, she just uh, had a bunch of uh, skin or whatever removed. Okay. She lost uh, 135. Oh, congrats. Uh, let's put her in prayer. Kept it in. Kept it off for the last four years. So. Yeah. Nice. Cheers. Oh, for, here's here's Frank. Here's Frank. Pra- prayers right. up. Prayers up to her. To her. Uh, perps. Uh, Frank. 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 I'm hearing echo. Frank says he called. He's on the phone line. And your phone's your phone's echoing. Frank. Frank. Try to recall in, Frank. Yo. 
Frank? Yeah. Okay, you, you got your phone there. It, it works better against the ear, pal. What 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 am I backtracking on? Oh, as soon as soon as Fields was rumored to go to the Steelers, now you're like, oh, now he's capable of running an offense. Two weeks ago, he was a bum. Two weeks ago, Fields was a bum to me. No, what? two weeks ago, Arthur Smith was a bum. Now today, you're saying he can run an offense. Where where did you hear any positivity about Arthur Kurt, Smith in I, my Smitty, show, Frankie? Smitty, here, let Frankie, me, let me hear. Let me show you. I got you figured out, okay? Okay, tell me, Frankie. Ever since I started watching this show, you always hate on the Steelers. All right, you know why? Because you're a big time Kurt Warner man, and he got smashed in the Super Bowl by you know who. Okay, oh, that's been haunting me, Frank. All yeah, Kurt Warner, yeah, all Kurt Warner's winnings have been haunting me. And you're a huge Cardinals fan, uh-huh. and that's why you hate on the Pittsburgh Steelers, bro. Because we whooped you. Okay, so let me, let me let me get this straight. First of all, you're completely you, you're complete. Hold on, you're completely time, wrong. Have you ever have you ever said one good thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh yeah, I didn't have Pickens. Constantly, Pickens, constantly come over five hundred. Pickens okay? on my Moon Man Not list. Harris. He's Pick, late. Pickens is my. It's gonna have twelve hundred rushing yards this year. Let, minimum. Hey, hey, Frank, Frank, calm down for a second. Li- listen, listen. Let me educate you on this, okay? Najee Harris, no expert in the entire. Frankie, listen and, and listen for a second. Get the earwax out of the ear. Yeah, I'm on. trying to tell That's you. Why you hate this? Scale, I'm trying to tell no, you. No, you you keep saying things that aren't true. And everyone in here knows you're wrong, number you, one. You said the other night you're a, Frank, you're a huge Kurt Warner fan. Yes, I am, Frank. So that how doesn't can have you be any, a Kurt Warner that, fan and not hate the Steelers? Because I'm an objective person, Frank. Because I'm an objective person, Frank. Not one thing has to be mean the other. What are you talking about? Can I tell you something, Frank? I don't even think what? about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not even on my mind. The fact that you think I have a hatred for him, it really entertains me, number you one. Do, number dude. two, the Steelers have nothing to do with Kurt Warner. The Steelers have nothing to do with Kurt Warner, bro. You said last year we were going to come in 500. Hey, P- Frankie, listen. Let me, edu- year, let me educate you on the show real quick, Frank. Calm down a second. Calm down. Frank, Frank, listen. All right, Ron, Ron, keep the la- keep the laughing to a minimum, or mute yourself real quick because I can't hear over your laughing. Frank, not one industry expert in the industry had Najee Harris ranked higher than I when he was a rookie. I told everyone you could ask the chat. Chat, let him know. I told everyone to draft him as high as number ten overall. So you're absolutely out of your out of bounds on this one to an extreme degree. George Pickens was on the Moon Man list last year. Frank, I talk about I talk about Steeler players all the time. Just because I don't like Tomlin, just because I don't like Arthur Smith, and you're completely out of pocket on this whole me saying I love Fields and Arthur Smith. Everybody in the show right now is laughing at you, Frank, because the entirety of the show I said I won't draft Fields with with Arthur Smith as the OC. That's what I led with on the show, Frank. That's why I said I I don't like Arthur Smith with Fields. And I won't draft Fields as my starter in 2024 because of it. So what are you talking about? 
me back backpedaling. I'm, I'm, I'm not backpedaling nothing. On I'm, no, That's now I'm now you're backpedaling. Now you're backpedaling because you said I that I said that I love nothing, Fields dude. with Arthur Smith. You said I love Fields with Arthur Smith. Last Why did you year, say that, Frank? You now you're backpedaling. You're backpedaling. You're backpedaling. I don't backpedal nothing. I pedal forward. Last year. Who cares about last year? How did not? Who cares? I'm telling you, I love Najee Harris as a rookie. You're you backpedal every time I give you a piece of evidence that I don't crap on the Steelers mm-hmm. at every turn. You go to some other corner of the of the uh-huh. content and say, "Well, you said this or you said this." Yeah, just like Christian Watson was gonna be a fucking. Oh, okay. Right? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna pull out bust now. Oh, so because I I busted on Christian Watson, that takes away Brees Hall, takes away Jameer Gibbs, takes away all the good stuff, huh, Frank? What's what's Watson have anything to do with your backpedal conversation right here? What's Watson have anything to do with your backpedaling what, conversation? What? What what's your problem with the Steelers? See, this that's a definition of backpedaling. Is now it's what, turning to what, this. What what's your problem with the Steelers? I don't have a problem with the Steelers. What are you talking about? I mean, you don't you don't like Fields now because he's going to Pittsburgh. You said I did. You said I loved him. You said you said I. You think said he'd I loved him. Quarterback, but I think he'd be capable of running an offense. Did you watch the show, Frank? Frank, him. did you even watch the intro? I said that Fields is going to be better in Pittsburgh than he was in Chicago because he's he's that good. And I do think Arthur Smith oh, is handcuffed. Okay. Listen, and, Frank. And who's going to be calling the plays? Frank, listen, Frank. You ready? Arthur he's gonna, Smith's going to be running the offense. Frank. Listen, Frank. He's going to be better in Chicago than he, or I'm sorry, better in Pittsburgh than he was in Chicago. Does that sound like hate? No, it doesn't, does it? And he's I gonna, don't like him. Be better than Kurt Warner, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, because Kurt Warner wasn't just one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Frank, you just put your foot in your mouth, Yeah, bro. he, you he just, you just big Ben's How's the shoe though. taste, Frank? You got to talk about Kurt Warner? Ben. Talk about he fandom. Talk about big goggles ben, this thick. You're going to try and come on and talk bad about Kurt Warner? Are you kidding me? One of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, ever. And you're yeah, going to come okay. in and say better than Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner. Kurt fucking Warner? Yeah, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner ain't shit. Big Ben. That's oh, okay. That's it. That's it. You got to talk about How Kurt. You can, ta- you can talk about Warner's you can now. talk about me however you want, but you don't. He was Finish him. He didn't win a ring till he Call was terminated. 40. Kurt, Kurt, Warner. Kurt Warner! Kurt Warner! Kurt so bad! <laughs> oh my god. That guy's unhinged. He's just holding unhinged. That one That's the way... Look, he called in the other day. He was the nicest guy in the world on the phone. I'm like, is this Frankie from the comments? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're the, the most like... You're the most like a, aggressive and, and uh, I don't know, just worst commenter on the channel that I have. Probably the... Well, don't, the, the don't forget... It, it, there it is. That's that's don't Frank. Forget, don't forget, he also used to be Frankie Knuckles. Remember Frankie Knuckles? That's his name on here. I have him as Frankie Knuckles in the phone line. And he and he's uh, Frank Fusco, but he also he used to have a name called Frankie Knuckles. Yeah. That he would. Oh, so so Frank like must he must have got kicked off the channel and he rejoined as Frank Fusco yeah. instead of Frankie Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um. 
Well, keep keep it up, Frank. Keep it up. We'll see how, how long you last. I mean, Frank, you, you're you're off your rocker. Everybody in the chat is just laughing their their tail off. You got you got a Steeler fan on the phone, Ron, who can't stop laughing because like you don't you don't even know what you're saying. Just the entertainment of that. Was, was, uh, you gotta let Frankie call in every now and then, dude. Don't don't ban him. Yeah. He, he's entertainment is off the chart. Frankie crapped the <laughs> Frankie crapped the bet on that call though. Like I mean, let's just admit it. Like he didn't even have a point. Every time he, like, he first he started off with Smitty. Now you like Fields, and I'm like, what are you talking about? So then when we we shut that down and we let him know, actually, Frank, everybody in the whole audience audience here knows that I started off the show going. Is he better in Pittsburgh, even with Arthur Smith, than in Chicago? The answer to that is yes. Uh, he's better in Pittsburgh, but is, is it somebody I draft in fantasy? No. I'd rather draft. I'd rather draft Joe Burrow. I'd rather draft AR five. Give me those quarterbacks around six, seven, than to go down the road of Fields. But look, Fields is better in Pittsburgh than he is in Chicago. Chicago Getsy did not know what he was doing with them, and I don't think Shane Waldron knows what he's doing anyway. Regardless, so he ain't gonna do it. Um, I don't know. All right, boys, I'm out of here. Uh, perps, what? Because he even he said the same thing I said to you way back in the day. Is like you don't like the Steelers because because they beat they beat the Cardinals. Frankie, Frankie, you're on a short leash. You're on a short leash, Frankie. Well, I, oh, Frank, Frankie, you're live again, but you're on a very short leash. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of tough guys in your uh, chat over here. Yeah. Hey, well, hey. That, that's because hey, you're. Yes, because you're. You're out there just. You're just screaming yeah, and yelling. Hey, I'm. I'm calling in, dude. I'm standing up for my team. Uh, you, but in you don't. Opinion, you don't even don't, need to, Frankie. I don't like you, Kurt Warner. I okay, good. Good. He doesn't like, like you. Kurt Warner, in my opinion. Kurt Warner probably. Actually, Kurt Warner. You can, Kurt Warner probably you, buy you, you don't dinner. Like certain players. But 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 Frankie, you're yeah. lo you're losing control though, Frankie. The, you you say you got a lot of tough guys in the chat. You're losing control. You don't have grip on reality. Like when you get angry and you flip a gasket, Frankie. I got grip on reality. You don't though, Frankie, I because take it personal when with my team, dude. I know, Frank, but but you literally called in saying I was in favor of your team when you first called in. You said, "Now you love Fields," and I, then I, and I, then I you didn't see the beginning of the show. No, so, no crap. So you're, you're you're not high on Fields. You're not trapped in him. I'm not. I'm He's not. I, I, this year, you're saying. I'm saying. You, I don't think I'm you're. Be I think, I think when, you when need he, to. When he's throwing bombs. I think you. I think you need to rewatch the show because I don't think you understand my take at all. And you came in here screaming and yelling. Right, you blew a hold on. Take. You what do blew. You, think you blew a gasket, Frank, when you didn't even know what was going on. That's the definition of you don't have things under control. You literally blew a gasket on here, and you didn't even know what my Every stance was. Every night, dude, all I hear is Ron getting attacked about Pittsburgh, dude. I'm what do you? Sick of it. What do you mean, Ron's in here attacking Pittsburgh himself? Ron wants Tomlin gone. Well, me, yeah, Ron. Ron's got a problem, an issue, because he's pissed off about the Steelers. I, I get it, but he's still a Steelers fan. 
So, 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 I, I admit I'm not a Steelers fan, Frankie. I think Arthur Smith's going to fix that offense. Okay. Okay. Okay? Gotcha. I, I don't give a shit. Du- duly sorry, noted. Sorry. Duly noted. I don't noted. care about the fantasy, okay? Well, you're because calling into a fantasy Pittsburgh football needs- show, Frankie. Frankie, yeah, the no, name no, of my I, show. I, I can, look at, look at no, the, I look behind my that. head. Frank, look behind I'm my head. The fantasy football. The fantasy football show, Frankie. Where are you at? You gotta be a good team before you produce fantasy points. You gotta be good, Frankie. Hey, Frank, right. Frank, this is Rod. This is Ron Navy. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> okay, you think Arthur Smith is gonna correct the offense? But here, yeah, think I think about he's it. Reality. Tom, Tomlin is the problem. He always has been the problem. He has not been able to to cultivate any offensive coaches whatsoever. The last decent uh, offensive coordinator we had was Bruce Arians, and he was a coward. Coward hired him, him and Wisenhut. And and when 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 Tomlin won the Super Bowl, it was with Coward. Yeah, and that was the last with, time with they hired Adam. So what Adam, makes you say? Hold the, on, that was the hold last. on, hold on, hold on. All right. What makes you think? What makes you think? that Tomlin all of a sudden is going to be able to have reins on, on Arthur Smith and coach him up to be a good offensive coordinator when he hasn't been able to do it in the past. Tomlin is the problem. And as long as we have Tomlin, we're going to have – I don't care about the regular season wins and that he's never had a winning, uh, losing season. The, the thing is, is we care about playoffs and going deep into the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl. And in that fashion, Tomlin is a failure. He needs Frankie's to go, it. and Frankie's until we get rid of Tomlin, we will keep having the same year hey, Frankie. after year. Crap! Uh, hold on, Dude, let's let per, 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 I, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that. Why are you? Why are you because... so gentle with Ron though? Ron just crapped all over your Steelers. I didn't even. I started the show off saying that that Fields gets an upgrade going from Chicago to Pittsburgh, but because of the presence of that man, Arthur Smith. I don't think his his upside's near of what it could be if he went to Atlanta, went to Washington, went to another location where you had an offensive coordinator that could construct and architect an amazing passing attack around Justin Fields. Is the team better off, Frankie? Absolutely. I started off the show saying that. I said this team could go another round in the playoffs. They made the playoffs with no quarterback. Imagine if you get a quarterback, even with Arthur Smith handcuffing Fields, you'd maybe even go another round. That's what I said, Frankie, but you didn't watch the show. You came in off the rails, started screaming and yelling at me, and and co- co- going absolutely nuts. Perps has been quiet the whole time. I don't know if you pissed Perps off. Yeah, but- Perps? You there, Perps? Smitty, Smitty, that's how a Steeler fans yep, are. I'm here. We're, we're passionate. Me, me, and, me and Frank might not agree. on. He might not totally agree with my philosophy on, on what's going on with the Steelers, and I don't might not necessarily agree with his. But in the end, we're passionate. Steeler fans are always passionate, and you can't. You know, <laughs> we just need way. somebody to run a simple hey, offense hey, that, I want, that's quarterback I want, friendly. I want Perps to say and something if real that quick. Happens, dude. If the guy's got any amount of talent, he's gonna succeed. Hey, Perps, you got anything you want to add? Dude. If Field gets in there under, are you are you Perps? Are you Perps? Perps. Yeah, I'll get in. He's I'll gonna have. He's gonna have Frankie. a good season, Frankie. dude. Frankie, hold on. Perps, go ahead. We need Frank. to go line. You don't even. Frank, calm down. 
and you what? don't even have them yet. You don't even have Frank, them yet. So, Frank, so, so, so if I'm understanding correct, you were excited about the Arthur Smith hire for offensive coordinator. No, I'm just glad they didn't hire some towel boy from within again. Because <laughs> that's what that's, they've been doing the past 10, 10 years. Look, I'm glad I calmed Frank. Hold on, real quickly, real quickly. I'm I'm glad I calmed Frank down. Like I'm glad we got Frank calmed down. And if I said anything bad about the Steelers, Frank, I'm not sorry. They can kick rocks. Finish him. Call terminated. (laughs) Frankie Knuckles busted out of his chains. Frankie's gonna be so pissed tomorrow. Uh, all right, <laughs> boys, I'm out of here. I got to come back tonight still, so I got to leave. Um, I was going to say we might as well end it on that note. I don't know how we can meet it. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'll see. I'll see you all t- later tonight. Frankie, get get some. Get, 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 yeah, later, guys. Later, Smitty. Go go walk it off, Frank. Go walk it off, Frank. All right, I'll see you all later. Appreciate you. We'll be live uh, 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 later on on the on the uh, Dynasty channel at probably a Rumble. Frank, I, I do somewhat appreciate you. Just calm down more, Frank. Good God. YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football will be there probably later tonight. And then Rumble.com slash uh, Rumble.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. See you all later. Oh, oh. Here. This one's for Frankie. This one's... Frankie, you watching? Leave it on the fields. Just in time. Fields of dreams. Fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields. Fields so good. Fields general. My fields good. Uneven playing fields. Battlefields tested. Fields. Fields. He's for reals. See you all on the Dynasty Channel tonight. Deuces. Rumble probably too. Maybe. We'll see. Perps, appreciate you. Later, Ron Navy. Thank you, Perps. Thank you, Travis. Appreciate you guys calling in. See you all later. Deuces. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob dropped this. Uh, you got stuff to read. Oh. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. Uh, Super Chat's here. I'm sorry. I don't know why I didn't see these. Let me turn this on. I've got this turned on now. It should be... They should be alerting me when there's a Super Chat. I'm sorry about that. Bob says, Arians was originally hired as a wide receiver coach. He was then promoted to OC from 07 to 11. Ron has uh, always been right about Tomlin and the Steelers. So Bob agrees with Ron. You got stuff to read. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. I'm sorry about that. Bob with the two super chats. Bob, you're the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you very much. I never see Frankie's super chat. Frankie never drops a super chat. Frankie doesn't appreciate me here. He just calls and screams and yells at me. Jake says, you would have to get me drunk and steal my phone to get a Steeler drafted on my fantasy roster this year. Let's have that read. Uh, Frankie, I think Jake might not be your best friend after this. Let's see what it says. 
Jake Zoo purchased $5 from Jake. You would have to get me drunk and steal my cell phone to get a stealer drafted on my fantasy this year. That's from Jake, Frankie, to you. Uh, and this one right here, um, let's see here. Um, we got Bruce says, forgot to tell you. Oh, I got this one already. And I think I got all the super chats. Jake, Jake says, this is kind of true. Has Tomlin tree produced successfully? No tree. So to Ron's point, where's the Tomlin coaching tree is what Jake's trying to say. Jake, thank you for both super chats. Bob, thank you for both super chats. Terry Roberts, thank you for the $20 hauler. Now we're out. And th this go real, real quick, the last thing, this goes out to Frankie. Uh, I also want to say um, a big thank you to Kurt Warner for being one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And that every team, including the Steelers, would drool over the idea of going back in time and getting Kurt Warner to quarterback their team. Kurt Warner is one of the best quarterbacks to ever, ever, ever play the game. Kurt Warner will ever, forever live on this show as a GOAT. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, Kurt Warner was. And we're giving Kurt Warner a standing ovation. Kurt Warner to the moon. Kurt Warner to the moon. Everybody in the chat, chant Kurt Warner's name. I want Kurt Warner, nothing but Kurt Warner for four minutes. Kurt, 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 Kurt. There we go. I'll start it off. Kurt, there, there it is. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. I'm going to put all the Kurt Warners on the screen as we leave. Kurt, 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 Kurt. Kurt, 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 Kurt Warner. Do it live, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt. Warner, Warner, Warner. that to this song Kurt Warner is the best ever he's the bomb Kurt Warner is the best quarterback that Frank has ever watched on a TV set Kurt Kurt Warner probably would buy you a dinner if he saw you sitting there eating all angry Frank he'd probably be like Buy that man's meal over there, because that's what Kirk Warner does. Kurt Warner to the moon. Kurt, 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 Kurt. 
He's our man. He's our man with the master plan. Kurt, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt. Drop it like it's hot. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner style, baby. Jake says, Kurt. Jake says, Kurt. Jelly says, Kurt. Travis says, Kurt. Terry Roberts says, Kurt. Ron Navy says, Kurt. We all say, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt. Kurt's our man with the master plan. Kurt, Kurt. Do the 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 Kurt. Deuces. Get breached.